Good morning. Over the past eight or ten years or so, I'm not quite sure of the number of years, a group has met about twice a month on Sunday mornings to read and discuss what are labeled as Gnostic texts. Our process is pretty simple, and as it turns out, pretty ancient. We sit around in a circle, sipping tea, and we read them aloud to each other. We take turns doing the reading, while the rest of us either read along or sit and listen. There's no homework. We read for a couple of hours, and then we quit, go home and return in a week or so, and continue reading. We've had a few changes to the composition of the group over the years, but remarkably few. Just a couple of years ago, one of our members, Li Zhu, moved to L.A. so she could be closer to her daughter and granddaughter. She continues to join us digitally by getting up before 7 a.m. on a Sunday morning out in L.A. to log in and join our group. And the rest of the members of the group have joined us here today. So thank you for your love and support. But let me back up for a minute. I know that Nicole introduced our youngest members to some of the history of Gnosticism and what the word means. But these Gnostic texts, or so-called Gnostic texts, are texts of varying age, often written in different language from Greek and Coptic, Hebrew, Latin, by people searching for the answer to life. They tend to be old, some 2,000 years or more, although some more are, are modern Gnostic texts. And it seems that there are many forms of Gnosticism as well, Jewish, Christian, Islamic, including various forms developed during the medieval period and in the Enlightenment. Christian Gnostics were declared heretical, and their texts were destroyed whenever they were found. The first Christian crusade wasn't against Muslims in the Holy Land. It came against a group, a small sect in southern France, the Cathars. Understandably, the groups then went into hiding and became considered mystery religions and became the stuff of fiction, the Da Vinci Code for one. It turns out that Gnosticism, or rather the mythology of Gnosticism, has made author Dan Brown a very wealthy man. (laughs) Some of you will remember a recent sermon where Reverend Carl referenced the word gnosis. It's a Greek word often translated as wisdom and the source, the root for our English word knowledge. And so Gnostic writings tend to focus on knowing, on consciousness and awareness, and all sorts of things that, in truth, are unknowable. Our group began reading early Christian Gnostic texts, such as the Gospel of Mary and the Gospel of Thomas. Over the years, we've read Jewish Kabbalistic texts, such as the Sefer Yetzirah or the Book of Enoch, When the capture of the Yazidi territory in Iraq by ISIS was in the news, we read a Yazidi Gnostic text. 
We've read Islamic texts and texts from the Cathars, that medieval group. Most recently, though, we read Carl Jung's Seven Sermons to the Dead, which, along with his Red Book, are considered by many scholars to be the basis of both his philosophy as well as his credentials as a full-fledged Gnostic. I'm not sure I could list or count each of the texts we've read over the years. Some Some texts take several weeks to read, but on more than one occasion, we've spent up to a year reading one of these texts. Reverend Carl has referred to our group as hardcore. (laughs) And I guess he's got a point. Modern Gnosticism had a bit of a resurgence following the discovery of the Nag Hammadi Library, a collection of codices from the 3rd or 4th centuries in the Common Era, found in Egypt in 1945. All the codices are written in Coptic, although it's believed that many of the texts are translations from the original Greek. The collection was translated into English and published in various forms in the early 2000s. The publication caused quite an uproar, primarily in Christian theological communities, as you can imagine, because of the so-called Gnostic Gospels, some of which portray Mary Magdalene as the beloved companion of Jesus Christ. The heresy here is not so much that she might have been his wife, but more so that she might have been a powerful disciple within early Christianity. The portrayal of Mary severely threatened the patriarchy of mainstream Christianity. Over all these years and all the texts we've read together, there is only one that we've returned to more than once, a long-form poem titled Thunder Perfect Mind. This longer-form poem is still short enough that we can read it in one session. And although we have read it together at least three times that I can remember, it continues to divulge its many secrets. My adventures in Gnosticism have taught me that sometimes the best way of knowing something is to experience it. So I'd like for you to experience sections of this poem for yourself. So I'm going to read some sections of it out loud to you. I was sent forth from the power, and I have come to those who reflect upon me. And I have have been found among those who seek after me. Look upon me, you who reflect upon me, and you hearers, hear me. You who are waiting for me, Take me to yourselves, and do not banish me from your sight. And do not make your voice hate me, nor your hearing. Do not be ignorant of me anywhere or any time. Be on your guard. Be not ignorant of me. For I am the first and the last. I am the honored one and the scorned one. I am the whore and the holy one. I am the wife and the virgin I am the mother and the daughter. I am the barren one, and many are her sons. I am she whose wedding is great, and I have not taken a husband. I am the midwife, and she who does not bear. I am the solace of my labor pains. I am the bride and the bridegroom, and it is my husband who begot me. I am the mother of my father and the sister of my husband, and he is my offspring. 
I am the slave of him who prepared me. I am the ruler of my offspring, but he is the one who begot me before the time on a birthday. I am the silence that is incomprehensible and the idea whose remembrance is frequent. I am the voice whose sound is manifold and the word whose appearance is multiple. I am the utterance of my name. Why, you who hate me, do you love me and hate those who love me? You who defy me, deny me, confess me, and you who confess me, deny me. You who tell the truth about me, lie about me, and you who have lied about me, tell the truth about me. You who know me, be ignorant of me, and those who have not known me, let them know me. For I am knowledge and ignorance. I am shame and boldness. I am shameless. I am ashamed. I am strength and I am fear. I am war and peace. Give heed to me. I am the one who is disgraced and the great one. Give heed to my poverty and my wealth. Do not be arrogant to me when I am cast out upon the earth and you will find me in those that are to come. And do not look upon me on the dung heap, nor go and leave me cast out, and you will find me in the kingdoms. But I, I am compassionate, and I am cruel. Be on your guard. Do not hate my obedience, and do not love my self-control. In my weakness, do not forsake me, and do not be afraid of my power. For why do you despise my fear and curse my pride? But I am she who exists in all fears and strength in trembling. I am she who is weak, and I am well in a pleasant place. I am senseless, and I am wise. I am the one who has been hated everywhere and who has been loved everywhere. I am the one whom they call life, and you have called death. I am the one whom they call law, and you have called lawlessness. I am the one whom you have pursued, and I am the one whom you have seized. I am the one whom you have scattered, and you have gathered me together. I am the one before whom you have been ashamed, and you have been shameless to me. I am she who does not keep festival, and I am she whose festivals are many. I, I am godless, and I am the one whose God is great. I am the one whom you have reflected upon, and you have scorned me. I am unlearned, and they learn from me. I am the one that you have despised, and you reflect upon me. And I am the one whom you have hidden from, and you appear to me. But whenever you hide yourselves, I myself will appear. For whenever you appear, I myself will hide from you. And take me to yourselves from places that are ugly and in ruin, and rob from those which are good, even though in ugliness. Out of shame, take me to yourselves shamelessly, and out of shamelessness and shame, unbraid my members in yourselves. And come forward to me, you who know me, and you who know me, my members, and establish the great ones among the small first creatures. 
Come forward to childhood and do not despise it because it is small and little. And do not turn away greatnesses in some parts from the smallnesses. For the smallnesses are known from the greatnesses. Why do you curse me and honor me? You have wounded and you have had mercy. Do not separate me from the first ones whom you have known. And do not cast anyone out nor turn anyone away. I know the first ones and those after them know me. I am the knowledge of my inquiry and the finding of those who seek after me and the command of those who ask of me and the power of the powers in my knowledge of the angels who have been sent as at my word and of gods in their seasons by my counsel and of spirits of every man who exists with me and of women who dwell within me. I am the one who is honored and who is praised and who is despised scornfully. I am peace and war has come because of me. I am an alien and a citizen. I am the substance and the one who has no substance. Those who are close to me have been ignorant of me and those who are far away from me are the ones who have known me. On the day when I am close to you, you are far away from me. And on the day when I am far away from you, I am close to you. I am within. I am the creation of the spirits, the request of the souls. I am control and uncontrollable. I am the union and the dissolution. I am the abiding and the dissolution. I am the one below, and they come up to me. I am the judgment and the acquittal. Hear me in gentleness and learn me in roughness. Roughness. I am she who cries out. I am cast forth upon the face of the earth. I prepare the bread and my mind within. I am the knowledge of my name. I am the one who cries out and I listen. I am the one who is called truth and iniquity. You honor me and you whisper against me. You who are vanquished, judge them before they give judgment against you, because the judge and partiality exist in you. I am the name of the sound and the sound of the name. I am the sign of the letter and the designation of the division. Heed then, you hearers, and you also, the angels and those who have been sent, and you spirits who have arisen from the dead. For I am the one who alone exists, and I have no one who will judge me. Confused? Good. For me, this poem embodies so many of the lessons that I have learned from Gnosticism. On the service, the paradoxes and the either-or thinking that our author highlights get us nowhere. And yet, they help us go deep. Indeed, we see right now in this very moment in our society, you are either good or bad, right or wrong, fake news or Fox News, science or magic. And yet, remember that at some point, magic was considered science. And that at another point, science becomes science fiction and therefore magic. 
So what Thunder tells us, this poem, is how ridiculous this kind of thinking is. We are both good and bad, virgin and whore, mother and child, and we cannot be otherwise, and to attempt to deconstruct and separate offers only a panacea. In fact, the confusion created by this thinking is at the very heart of the poem. It causes the rational part of our brain to sort of give up. Again, we see this right now where the news of the day is so ridiculous that we give up trying to understand it. We limit our news intake because we can't stand anymore. What this poem teaches is not to give up, but rather to allow a different kind of knowing to come to the fore. We need both kinds of thinking and knowing, and yet all too often in our world today, only the rational is heard and valued. I mentioned Carl Jung earlier. His Red Book is a magnificent book containing not only texts of his dream, excuse me, of his dreams and lessons, but also his paintings and drawings of the visions. He intentionally included the images along with the words, many of which are impossible. The words themselves are impossible to translate sometimes. But the visions, the paintings, are even more difficult. He wanted the images to speak for themselves. This approach of both and, as well as unconscious intuition in addition to rational linear thought, has often been associated with the divine feminine. And this is why I continue to return to thunder. It affirms the power, the confidence, and the absolute need of the divine feminine. The need for this voice today in places such as the Women's March 18 months ago, the Me Too movement, the year of the woman that evolved from the marches last a year ago, January. It reminds me that my voice, a woman's voice, has value and can only calm the harsh tones of our society, but can also lead and move us forward. We find those voices in the Black Lives Matter movement and in the Black Lives of UU. And along with voices such as Emma Gonzalez from Parkland High School in Florida and Wendy from UUA. So a Taoist priest once told me that confusion can represent a very high state of consciousness. The key is to stay with the confusion, not to try and push it aside or discount it. Allow the truth that it represents to reveal itself, however it will. And so this is why I call myself a Gnostic. I live in the confusion, or at least I try to. I invite the truth to reveal itself, even as I sit in the confusion. I allow my body to be able to explore and feel how uncomfortable it is to be confused. And yet, what I realize is that that very confusion allows that knowing to rise up and seep into 
all around me as I pose these questions about whatever the answer, about whatever the questions might be at the moment. So I view Gnostics as those who ask a lot of questions and are willing to accept the uncomfortable feeling of not knowing the answers. And really, isn't that the best all of us can do?